Hey there, you're listening to the Real Happy Mom podcast. I know I told you I was taking a break until January, but I couldn't leave you hanging. So I am rewinding and going back to episode number 17 with Katie Cavo. This is one of my absolute favorite episodes. One, because this is such a common issue amongst moms, and two, I could relate on so many levels. So Katie is coming on and talking about when you lose yourself in motherhood. And before I talk to you about that, I just want to let you know that I almost didn't record this podcast episode. And that's because Katie was getting over a cold and me being my sweet self who wants to cater to everyone was like, oh no, it's okay, Katie, we can record another time. But she pushed through and was like, no, we'll go ahead and we'll do it. And thank goodness she did. Because this was, like I said, one of my favorite episodes and she dropped some real good gems on us. So if you've ever felt like you don't know who you are anymore or you struggle with answering questions like what do you like to do for fun or what's your favorite food, this may be a sign that you may have lost yourself and lost your identity in motherhood. So listen to this episode. Let me know what you think and I will bring you another Rewind episode here next week. Now let's jump into this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. Thank you, Tony Ann. Thank you for having me. I am excited to have you here. Um, before we get started, I just want everyone to know Katie and I talked a little bit and she was a little under the weather. So just want to make sure you know that <laughs> um, we send you lots of, of happy thoughts and hope you start feeling back to 100% here soon. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> It seems to be going around because like I told you before, like I got something and some other people got it. It's just like floating around all over the place. So it's that time of year. Now, before we jump into everything and start talking about um, our topic today, I just wanted you to just share a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So I am a coach and I work with women, uh, moms mostly, and actually a lot of business owners, which is just coincidence I'll say (laughs) Um, but we work on life stuff stress management we work on simplifying overwhelm we work on really getting rid of that mom guilt because we all have it at some point or another (laughs) really reconnecting back to who we are because through this motherhood journey the majority of us I would say really tend to lose ourselves and forget who we are because we get so wrapped up in our kids lives so really bringing us back to ourselves, building our confidence up and feeling really good about our lives. Nice. Now you have kids of your own too, correct? I do. I have a three-year-old daughter. She just turned three. <laughs> three-year-old, oh, the fun stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Now, before you did coaching, was there anything that you did before that? Yeah, so I'm actually um, certified as a holistic nutritionist as well. So I do take a very holistic approach to uh, the mind and body. Um, yeah, and I, wor- I worked in nutrition for a few years, and I really, really enjoyed it. I think that health and the food that we eat and what we put in our body is extremely important. But I just found that at the core of most of my clients' issues was stress and that they were disconnected from themselves that I ended up doing more life coaching than nutrition coaching with them anyway. So I kind of transition. And I do bring nutrition into my clients' work uh, as I feel that it's necessary or if I feel like it will help them or if they have questions about it, I'm always happy to answer them. But it's not the focus of my work anymore. 
Now, Katie, you're a life coach and work with many moms, and I'm sure you've heard some of the same issues or challenges that come up time and time again. And one in particular that I'm familiar with is the feeling of losing yourself when you become a mom. So can you walk us through how some new moms can get to that place of losing themselves or feeling like they're losing their identity? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a a very, very common issue. And I think that it's very easily done, to be honest. Um, You know, as a new parent, especially first time when you have a newborn, it's so encompassing. It's they take all of your attention and you are learning everything new and it's it's all brand new to you. You don't know anything, even if you think you do, you probably don't. (laughs) So they are consuming all of your time and everything that you do is really for them and you're figuring things out and working through this transition into motherhood. And I think that that you kind of get into that routine and you get into that habit. And as life continues on, even though the child grows older and may not be so dependent on you like they once were, you're just, it's just a habit now. You just do it (laughs) without really thinking about it. And then a few years go by or many years go by in some cases And all of a sudden, I think we have this moment of, you know, what happened and who am I and what am I doing and what do I even like anymore? I get that one a lot. (laughs) Yes, I can definitely relate because I remember someone asked me a question. I think my son was maybe six or nine months and they're like, what do you like to do for fun? And I was like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Watch my kids. We don't have fun anymore. (laughs) (laughs) so how can moms really tell if they have gotten to that point of losing themselves through motherhood yeah and I I think that you know like you said um, you know if you're asking yourself those questions if you aren't sure of the answers that's a that's a good indicator Um, I think if you don't feel clear on who you are and if you aren't confident in yourself if you're not confident in your decision makings or one that I've heard a few times is they're not confident going out in public without their kids anymore and having adult conversations. They don't know how to talk about things outside of their kids. When we stopped making time for ourselves, when we stop making self-care a part of our regular routine, if you're super stressed out, overwhelmed, if you're constantly feeling frazzled, there's a really good chance that you're really disconnected from yourself and it's time to take a step back and and reconsider a few things. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure there's plenty of moms listening right now that are like, yeah, that that's me. Now, <laughs> walk us through how we can regain our identity and be able to say, um, I'm more than just a mom or, oh, you know, for me, I can answer a question, what I like to do for fun. And I can say, yeah, I like to go skating or go hiking, whatever the case is. So how can moms get back to that place? Yeah, and I think... I think we all go through this. So I think it's important to mention that, you know, there's don't feel shame around this or don't feel embarrassed because we've all been there. And some people it takes a few months to figure out and other people it takes decades. So don't don't feel shame around it. It's totally normal. Um, And it's totally you're totally capable of coming out of it and um, reconnecting with yourself. It is doable. So the five steps that I recommend as a basic starting point um, would be to start to listen. (laughs) So start listening to the voices in your head. 
when something new comes up or a decision has to be made, when you're really stressed or overwhelmed, a lot of times negative voices start just firing away and telling us all the bad things. Um, there tends to be a handful that we habitually go to, that we fall back on, that are the phrases that we say to ourselves on a very regular basis. So mine, for example, was, I don't know. <laughs> what are we having for dinner? I don't know. What are, what are we doing this weekend? I don't know. What am I, what's my next step in my business? Or how do I address this parenting issue? I don't know. <laughs> okay. it, it might not seem so directly negative until you start thinking about, I say that every like 10 minutes, that phrase pops into my head. <laughs> and it can be really, really disempowering. So once you've figured out what your negative phrases are, and you can, most people can figure these out in a day because we do say them so frequently. I would say maximum, I wouldn't spend more than a week on listening to those voices. <laughs> you okay. should be able to figure it out in a day or two. Um, but once you have them figured out, write them down. So fear is a very powerful thing and it raises its head each and every time change happens, each and every time growth happens. So it doesn't mean, though, just because fear has come up, that that's not the right direction to go in. So just because those voices are coming up doesn't mean that we're making the wrong decision or that we don't really know the answer, because probably we do. <laughs> so pay attention to the things you're repeating to yourself. And then the next step, I would say, is to rewrite them. So once you know what they are, you can start to rewrite them. You can take back your power. So for me, it was about stopping when I heard, I don't know, pop into my head. I no longer let it come out of my mouth. Okay. So I stopped it and I reworded it to say, okay, I'll figure it out. And it, it's so much more powerful when you can do that. <laughs> and if I couldn't figure it out, then it, was, it wasn't that important or you know, I had to enlist help from someone else. But if I didn't feel like figuring it out or I didn't have time to figure it out, then it wasn't that important. So I was able to just leave it alone. Um, so really work on rewriting those things. So everyone will have something different. So using positive affirmations and rewriting them is really helpful. I have actually a whole blog post on writing affirmations because this is something that I think people are hesitate to a lot because they believe that Affirmations are something we tell ourselves that isn't true, but that we want to be true. But affirmations can be that, but I think that they don't have to be that. So, for example, I took mine from I don't know to I'll figure it out. I didn't say, yeah, you do, because that didn't feel good, because I didn't know. <laughs> but taking that, you see what I mean? <laughs> taking that baby step and saying, okay, so what can I do about it? I can figure it out. That was helpful. That was still empowering. A lot of people, I, the really, really common one I hear is I don't have time for that. <laughs> right? So again, it's not necessarily about saying, yeah, I do. I have all the time in the world. <laughs> maybe that's helpful. For some people, that is helpful. But maybe you just take it that baby step further and say, well, I have time to get the things done today that need to be done. And the rest will wait till tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Because we are only one person. I think we forget that a lot. Yes, I agree. So thirdly, I would say to bring in silence. So meditation has been proven many times, uh, the powerfulness of it, the effectiveness and the positive impact that it can have on our life. And I think in our society that we live in, with all the technology, with 
all social media. It's very fast paced. It's very, very go, 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 go. Expectations are high and we forget to take a step back and breathe. <laughs> so silence is a really, really important part of reconnecting with yourself. It's important to find stillness and slow down. It's important to remember that slowing down can actually be more productive than speeding up. Mm-hmm. Because when we slow down, we allow for clarity. We allow for time to think about things and to maybe reapproach things a different way or let go of things that we're doing that we're just doing out of habit that we don't really need to be doing. <laughs> so make time for silence. And another great thing about that is that we often have all the answers inside of us. I think that we know what's best for us. We know what's best for our family. But when we're going at such a fast pace constantly, that we lose track of that. So Mm -hmm. taking that step back and slowing down can really give us clarity. So next, I would say to envision, to allow yourself to dream, to feel into your desires. And I think this is one that is really, really difficult for people. It's something that we often judge ourselves for. So say we have a big dream about something, it will pop into our head and we'll be really excited for a couple of seconds. And then our practical mind comes in and says, yeah, right. Who are you to do that? You have three kids and a full-time job. And when are you ever going to do that? <laughs> right? So releasing the judgment is really, really important. Releasing the fear and really just allowing and giving ourselves the opportunity to dream. It doesn't mean that all, everything's going to come true or that you're going to take action on anything. But I think giving ourselves the space to dream and to have our desires known is really cool and really fun and can be very powerful. I know Jen Sincero, who writes uh, the Badass books, which I love, there's a quote from that book that says, the invisible world creates the visible world. So if you are so unhappy with your life right now, if you're super stressed and overwhelmed and you're looking for change, sometimes we need to take a step back and say, okay, so what do we want? What would be the ideal situation? Because a lot of times we don't know that because we've never taken time to think about it. I like that. That's really awesome. So just to recap really quick, um, your five steps. Um, Number one, you said um, start listening to the voices in your head. And then secondly, you said to pay attention to them and then rewrite them and then find affirmations or other phrases to replace them. Then next I have bringing in the silence. This one is one that (laughs) I really could work on myself, but it really (laughs) is true. When you just stop and slow down, it really, it just makes things kind of come into place because there was an issue with me. I meant to bring it up when you were talking, but you're doing so good. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I got to a point a few months ago that I was stress eating really, really bad. Like I gained like 15 pounds. It was really bad. And I couldn't fit in my clothes. (laughs) It was terrible. And it was all because I was so stressed. And it was just go, go, go all the time. And then I went to my cousin's wedding. um, And I was gone away from my husband and kids for four days in Jamaica. And I had time to just disconnect and just do nothing. And oh my goodness, it was like completely life-changing just to go away for four days and do nothing. Like I came back, I stopped the stress eating. I lost 10 pounds now. Like it, it just, it really is amazing how just stopping 
and slowing down and just being still can do so much for you. So I'm so happy to hear that you said that because it's something that I think we take for granted. I totally agree. And it's interesting because our society doesn't really accept yet. I think that's going to change, but, but the slower paced life. And I have so many people come to me and say, but I just want things to be simpler. How do I release the guilt around? And Mm -hmm. part of it is just figuring out what you want and being okay with that. And then knowing that it's going to be a bit of a challenge because you're going against the grain and you're going against what society dictates. So I won't get too much into that because that's a whole other topic. But. <laughs> <laughs> I know I felt it. I felt the bunny hole. I felt we're going in it. <laughs> but no, no, that was really good. And then um, the next step was to envision and dream. And this is something that I love, love, love that you said, um, because mm-hmm. you are so right. It's so crazy how the mind can just come up and be like, yeah, right. Like you're not going to do that or you can't do it. Like it's so crazy how your mind just automatically starts just rejecting everything. And then you're just like, well, forget it. And then you stop dreaming. And then, yeah, you can definitely fall into that trap of um, losing yourself. So I definitely love that, uh, that you mentioned that one too. And releasing the judgment and fear that is super, super powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, this might sound like a lot and I think people who are in this really stressed out overwhelmed stage may think like who has time for this but all of these things together like you could spend 15-20 minutes on in a day and that's it it doesn't take long it doesn't even have to be carved out time you can do it you can dream while you're sitting in the parking lot waiting for your kids to come out from school or on the walk to school you know or if you're a passenger in the car like use that time and, and you can do these things. You can just sit quietly and just yes. turn off the radio and do those things. So it's, it doesn't have to be very time-consuming. I do think that these things can be incorporated into everyone's life if you want it. Yes, definitely. Now, Kay, I just want to make sure I didn't miss any of the steps. Did I get all of them or did I miss one? There is one more. One um, more. Is- okay, we got one more step. Okay, I got ahead of myself. That's okay. It's it's kind of a a bonus one, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and this is just being brave. Change and growth is is hard, and it's fearful, and it's change. <laughs> so remember to be brave and to have courage, because our minds are really trained to keep us safe. And if that means being unhappy, then it's not necessarily the ideal. So we need to work on expanding outside of our comfort zone and having that bravery to try something new. Now, Katie, you gave us some really good steps to get us started, but is there anything in particular that you would say, this is the best tip, this is your number one best tip that you would recommend for moms to prevent them from losing their identity? The number one best tip, I would say, do things that you enjoy. Don't let go of mm. that. Make that time for self-care and, and continue to do things that you really like for you. It's not the kids like this, so I'm going to go and do it. It's actually, I really like doing this too. And that may include the kids or it may not, but that's up to you. Yes. And and, and just to piggyback off of that, um, Katie, I know, like I said, the question that most people ask me will be like, so what do you like to do for fun? And I'll be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, it took me a while to, to figure that out. But I think if you're stuck and you're like, well, I don't even know what I enjoy anymore. Think back to before you had the kids. 
what did you enjoy? Because that's what it, it took for me to to get back to being me again was I had to remember, okay, so what did I do before I met my husband and before I had kids? What made me super happy? And then I thought about it. I was like, dancing. That's what I used to do. And then once I started doing that again, it's like it all started coming back to me. So if you forgot, just remember what happened before all the kids and the husband and all that came into play. Yeah. And just start doing stuff. If you're really, really totally clueless, just start doing things like, you know, just make a list of things that maybe would be interesting and then go and do them and you'll figure it out really quickly whether you like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Now, Katie, I really appreciate all of these awesome tips and I cannot let you go before I ask you my favorite question that I ask all of my guests. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Yeah, this is a, this is a tough question, <laughs> but I think it would be to have unwavering confidence. You know, I think that, yeah, because when, if you had like absolute, no one could ever, you know, bust through your confidence. I mean, just imagine the things that you would do. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have that self-doubt anymore or that fear anymore. And I think that, you know, I could really take on the world with that <laughs> and help people the way I want to, right? And to, you know, even just having that peace of mind that I'm parenting exactly the right way for me and my daughter and yeah. doing things for my family, like, <laughs> that would be really, really incredible. Yes, you are 100% right, because if I had all that confidence, I wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to stop me, put it like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You are right. That is awesome. Now, Katie, where can listeners find more about you online? Yeah, so they can come check me out on Facebook. I do have a Facebook page. It's Katie Convo. Um, or you can come join my, or, or and, either or. <laughs> you can come and join my community. It's called True You. And we talk a lot about this stuff, about reconnecting with yourself, about you know letting go of stress, um, and just finding ways that work better for you in that group there's lots of live trainings and events and challenges and it's really really fun that's my favorite place to hang out um and then i am slowly working my way over to instagram as well still trying to figure out all the technology side of things there but yeah so you can see me on instagram at katie cavo nice now i'll make sure to include all of those links in the show notes and um, you can definitely check those out there if you're wondering, hey, where is that Facebook group Katie was talking about? Check the show notes for all of those links. Now, Katie, I really appreciate your time. And I am so happy that I was able to talk to you. Definitely want to chit chat again. This was fun. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. And thank you. I really love being on here. And it's, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Tony Ann.